For ReachMD, this is Audio Abstracts. The following is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. I'm Dr. Shale Govani, gastroenterologist and assistant professor of medicine at the University of Texas Health, San Antonio, and a member of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation's Rising Educators, Academics, and Clinicians Helping IBD group, or REACH IBD. I'll be reviewing an article recently published in the Inflammatory Bowel Disease Journal titled, Incidents and Predictors of Success of Adalimumab Dose Escalation and De-Escalation in Ulcerative Colitis, a real-world Belgian cohort study. Anti-TNFs like adalimumab play an important role in the treatment of moderate to severe ulcerative colitis. Typical dosing of adalimumab begins at 160 mg, followed by 80 mg two weeks later and 40 mg every two weeks after that. However, data from randomized controlled trials suggest that one-fourth of patients do not respond to typical dosing and need escalation to weekly dosing during maintenance therapy. Further complicating this is the fact that adalimumab is an expensive medication. For this reason, once the disease is under control, some patients and providers attempt de-escalation back to typical dosing. There's little real-world data on the success rates of both escalation and de-escalation to adalimumab among patients with ulcerative colitis. And a recent cohort study by Van de Vondel and colleagues sought to address that. The study assessed 231 patients from 10 Belgian centers who had started on adalimumab and who had failed aminosilicylates, steroids, and thiopurines. The primary endpoint was defined as either discontinuation or escalation as defined as an increase to weekly dosing. Clinical benefit was determined by reviewing the physician's global assessment at the 10-week point. The success of escalation was defined by the physician's global assessment without ongoing rectal bleeding after the change in dosing at two assessments at least three months apart. De-escalation success was defined by persistent use of adalimumab for at least six months after the reduction in dosing frequency. Throughout the course of the study, 15% of the patients stopped the drug completely, while 56% underwent dose escalation within a median of 2.8 months. Of the 129 patients who were escalated, 60% regained clinical benefit. Initial benefit to the drug at the 10-week mark predicted the successful benefit of dose escalation with an odds ratio of 3 with a confidence interval of 1.46 to 6.49. Among those patients who were escalated and had benefit, 71% were dose de-escalated after a median of 4.3 months. De-escalation was successful in 80% of these patients. In overall, 24% of the patients discontinued adalimumab after a median of 40 months. In conclusion, this real-world experience with adalimumab in a cohort of patients with ulcerative colitis supports the hypothesis that higher doses may be necessary during induction. The authors were unfortunately unable to find any predictors of which patients could de-escalate successfully. But further prospective studies, which include measurements of adalimumab drug levels, may help improve our predictive capabilities. If you're interested in this topic or others on Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, the Inflammatory Bowel Disease Journal, which is the official journal of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, supports the Foundation's mission by bringing the most impactful and cutting-edge clinical topics and research findings related to inflammatory bowel disease to clinicians and researchers. For more information on the Foundation, please visit Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. This has been a presentation of audio abstracts produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. For more information and for reference links of this article, visit ReachMD.com backslash foundation.